This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to your weekend, everybody. It's time for The Odds Couple. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. We're with you each and every Friday and Saturday. We talk sports and sports gambling. We are presented by PropSwap. It's great to be back with Mike. We've got week six in the National Football League to get ready for, and we could have uh, some more COVID issues. We'll see as this weekend progresses, Mike, but the news earlier today surrounding the New England Patriots, uh, who, if they don't play, I mean, are really sticking it to the Broncos. The Broncos haven't played since October 1st. They're supposed to play Sunday, but there was another positive test in New England earlier today, Mike. They had to shut down the facility. So we play the wait-and-see game. That's just the world in which we live right now. They'll end up, and and by the way, hi, Carmen. Hi, everybody. Uh, good to be on. Uh, they'll They'll play the wait and see game. I've let things. I've I've quit trying to guess when they're going to play, mm-hmm. when they're not going to play. Carm, if if the game's on, I'll, I'll look at it. I, if I want to gamble it, I'll gamble it. But I'm not, you know, worried if a game doesn't get played. I know the league will end up finishing the season. I mean, can you imagine if they don't finish the season? That means everything's going bonkers. So I think yeah. they'll finish the season. I think they'll have a Super Bowl. But you know what? There are adjustments that got to be made. And, you know, you got to watch out for what's coming. But uh, one thing I do know. Being young and being an athlete doesn't seem to be the crippling effect with COVID that it is for older people. Because, you know, I like I said at the beginning of this whole thing, when months ago, I said, if you want a website of athletes that are going to die of this, you're not, you're not going to be around long. Uh, they recover from it. I think it's an older person's disease. So I'm hoping and praying that New England can play. I know Vic Fazio, I mean, Fazio is, uh, uh, is hoping that he can play. Denver hasn't played for a while. So let's just see what happens. October 1st. The, the NFL is going to do whatever it can to finish, and I think it will. Uh, I agree with you. I'm hopeful, and I think it will finish. They've already built in a Week 18 just in case. They might have to build yeah. in Week 19, Week 20. And if they play the Super Bowl on Valentine's Day, so be it. But they're going to do everything they can to finish. They're playing football on yeah. Wednesday. They're playing it on Thursday morning. They'll get it in. Yes. I like turning on the TV and watching a game at 1 o'clock in the afternoon at 3 o'clock. Like I said, it's no biggie for me. I know it's tough for everybody. We appreciate the league doing this. We know it's been a trying situation. The owners aren't making a whole lot of money out of this. There's a lot of angst with the players and their families. As a guy that needed sports, I think we all did, we appreciate all the leagues that are gone. Absolutely. Uh, and to your point, you could flip on the TV on uh, you know late afternoon on a Monday or a Tuesday right. and maybe see the NFL. Uh, if all goes according to plan, come Monday for us here in Chicago at 4 in the afternoon, you can flip on Patrick Mahomes versus the Bills. So uh, it's maybe not a perfect world, but that is kind of cool for a lot of people. We'll take it as long as they get these games in and as long as they get the season in. It's funny, when we were going to talk about Broncos and Patriots, I was right. going to, even though it was a big number, and that game, of course, for now is off the board, I was going to make a case for the Patriots laying 9.5, maybe even 10. I don't do that often in the NFL, but uh, I do think the Patriots getting Cam back are the a much better team. They run the ball extremely well outside. That's one thing Denver has really struggled with. I was going to make the case for the Patriots. We'll see how all this goes, I guess. Tomorrow. Yeah, That's all I you guess. Can say. I mean, when the last time, I mean, the last time Denver played, it was my wedding anniversary, October 1st. Isn't that something? Oh, my God. I mean, it, it, that was a while ago. So, I mean, New England, getting their quarterback back, it was a nightmare for them. 
uh, without him, Hoyer. I don't even know. Is he still on the roster? He shouldn't be, <laughs> uh, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, I would pretend if they were going to play, uh, I could have stated a case for New England. But it still is a big number, Carmen. It is, yeah. And I usually don't like laying that many points in the NFL. But I think they'd be the class of that game. We'll see how that goes. The Bears, of course, have the Panthers in Week 6, Mike. They're coming off a Thursday night win. They are 4-1. and one. They've had extra time to prepare. They might be a flimsy 4-1. and one, but they're 4-1 nonetheless, and I think that they've got a good shot of going into Charlotte and winning this weekend. Game opened around 2.5. Might be a pick by the time it goes off. We're looking at Bears getting a point and a half right now. Yeah, you know what? The, I sort of like the over in this. Yes. <clears throat> now, what I like, since I'm not doing very well so far this year, doesn't mean anything, but you could always fade me, folks, if you'd like. Uh, the, the fun of this show is discussing how we're going to climb out of the rut or how we're uh, going to handle things when we're losing and how we're going to handle things when we're winning. Here's what I'd say. I looked at the over-under. What was it, 43 and a half? 44, 43 and a half, 44, yep. 44. You got one team averaging 17 points a game, one team averaging 16 points a game. As I charted the game, I said to myself, you know what, Self, if I had to take the over, I'd have no problem doing it. I think this is going to be one of those games where maybe there's going to be a lot of points scored. Uh I'm not going to say who I'd pick because uh, it graded right down the middle. I mean, it's not going to be a picnic for the Bears, but the Bears have been underdogs, and it hasn't phased them one bit. I think they're one of the strongest dog picks I've seen in, in a few years. I mean, to take a team that's 4-1, and one and they're coming off a big win against Tampa. And still a dog. You're right. If anything, I'd lean towards the over two in this game. I think yeah. there will be some points. Carolina's defense is not nearly as formidable as the last two the Bears have played uh, facing the Colts and the Bucks in back-to-back weeks. Those two teams are 1-2 and two in the NFL through Week 5 in defensive DVOA. So, yes, that was a much stouter, uh, two much stouter defenses that they had sure. to face. If they can't move the ball this weekend, Mike, I think something's wrong. They should and be I able to run like, it and score this week. Yeah, and I'm waiting for David Montgomery to have a pulse. I, I know Yurk and I talked about yes. this on, the, on, on Twitter. Here, I understand. I've seen great backs come into Chicago, and I know he's not a great back, but Sayers didn't have big lines at the beginning. Peyton didn't have lines. Neil Anderson even had to struggle in the bear line from the past, was getting tired. But at some point, don't you have to make a run? Even if you have to find your own way, you find your own hole. Uh, and that's what I think's got to happen. I think they got to stretch the chains. And I'm glad to hear that Cole Komet isn't getting the blame for him not getting the football. I mean... be- because they haven't they haven't played him and they haven't called his number. This is driving me nuts. I've ranted on this for two weeks now, as you know, Mike. We talked about it on the show right. last week. And again, he, he he's got three targets, Mike. Not right. not catches targets. Right. This was their second round pick. That his teammate, who was drafted six spots after him in Pittsburgh, Chase Claypool, has twenty targets on the season. The guy's got five touchdowns already. Granted, he had four last week in a crazy good game, but still he. 20 targets to three. I, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense to well, me why they're I not liked, using him. What I liked is Nagy and the coaching staff stepping up and saying it's our fault. It's our fault he's well, not having well, better success. Well, then fix success. it. Right. I mean, you know what? Get him in there. Let's see what he can do and, and, and give him an opportunity. I understand Jimmy Graham's getting the job done, sensational catch, last game and stuff like that. But don't tell me you can only target him three times so far through the first four or five weeks of the season. I totally, totally agree with you. So uh, we've talked about a couple games already right. and maybe the highlight game from a quarterback uh, perspective anyway in week number six is going to be late afternoon Packers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers mm-hmm. down in Florida. 
Um, this line has moved a little bit too, and it's uh, maybe this goes down to a pick'em. I mean, you're almost picking the winner here. Right. Tampa is at home, getting a point as we look at it right now. Uh, I've liked Tampa all week. I will continue to make an argument. I think for Tampa Bay, the one thing that scares me a little bit, Mike, is just how dominant Aaron Rodgers has been in his career coming out of the bye, and that's what the Packers are doing in this spot off of the extra a week. Aaron Rodgers is eight two and one against the number. He has uh, he's a savage coming out of the bye. That's the one thing that scares me a little bit. And, I like and Tampa let me in ask this you game. something: Does he really? Is he coming out of the bye going? Oh my God, we're playing Tampa Bay's defense. You know, he's he's not scared. He's not worried, and he's got impetus. You know what the impetus is? The other guy is the guy, even though I keep hearing Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of this generation. No. The Tom Brady is, and I think Aaron Rodgers wants to prove people yeah. wrong. And I think he's look, he, he could be plugged into any receivers, and he seems to get the job done. This is a stay away game for me. I could I could state you five different reasons Green Bay can win, mm-hmm. and I can state you five different reasons Tampa Bay can win. It's, including a stinker by Brady. How many How many times does he have two in a row? Like it, that? It's interesting you put it that way. You're right. He doesn't very often. No. Uh, for a while, I thought I was going to make this a best play. I have moved off of that because oh, of what you were too. just saying. Mm. That I, I think as convinced as I was early, the more I dug into this game, it kind of scared me a little bit. If I had to lean one way, I think I would pick Tampa to win it. I think they're, with a little extra rest, uh, are, are very motivated after the way they lost here in Chicago mm. 10 days ago to play well, or will have been 10 days, to play well on Sunday in a big NFC game. So uh, it should be a good one, though. If anything, if nothing else, we should just sit back and enjoy that one. Well, on they better remember they're not playing Nick Foles this week. That's right. So if they get <laughs> off to a sluggish start, they better remember who's who's wearing number 12 for the green. I've never been his biggest fan, but I cannot deny what this guy does. Oh, I know. It's incredible. There's no yep. doubt. When we come back, our buddy Luke Pergandy. Luke. Yeah, it's our guy from PropSwap. He's going to tell us what's happening at PropSwap, baby. There's a lot happening, actually, and Bears yep. tickets are selling. Uh, if they have a good half and they have a lead and they're you know trending to a 5-1 and one potentially this sure. weekend against Carolina, uh, there's going to be a lot of action up on PropSwap. So Luke will join us coming up next. We'll still talk to Jim Miller a little bit later. Jimmy! That's our guy with some ponies. Mike and I have our best plays. So much to talk about. A lot of college games, including Georgia, Alabama. So we're just getting warmed up, folks. Stay with us. We're the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike Norris on ESPN 1000. Inside the Odds Couple here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the Encore replay tomorrow morning starting at 8. We are presented, as always, by PropSwap, where America buys and sells its sports bets. And uh, Mike and Carmen uh, with you here for another Friday night talking sports gambling. And, Mikey, it's that time when we say hi to our buddy Luke Pergandy PropSwap. Luke, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Carmen? Hey, Mike. Hey, uh, what's up, bud? Everything's good. Uh, Bears are 4-1, and one, and as flimsy as it may be, they're still 4-1. and one. And as you point out to our listeners uh, each and every week, uh, prop swap was made for this kind of stuff during the NFL season. Uh, and forget about, you know, waiting until the week's over. If the Bears have a real good first half, and look, I, I, they're flimsy at 4-1, and one, I think they're going to go in and win in Charlotte and get the 5-1. and one. And if they have a good first half, it's just a prime time to start selling those tickets because uh, eventually Vegas is really going to have to start to adjust if the Bears move out to 5-1, and one, Luke. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, currently they're around 40 to 1, which is crazy for a 4 and 1 team like most, you know, a, a Niners team or like the Rams at 4 and 1, they're they're in the 20s, you know, 25 to 1. So, still just no love um uh, for our Bears, but yeah, you know, I think, you know, props off is interesting because Jersey and Vegas is always going to offer better odds on the Bears than what a Chicago bookie or a Chicago casino. Um so I think prop swap is interesting. If you want to purchase a Bears from the Super Bowl ticket, we, we're going to have the best odds in, in the state. Um, so, you know, there's a Bears ticket up there right now at odds of 55 to 1, mm. and they're 40 to 1 everywhere in Illinois. Oh, yep. Yeah, where you won't get any action probably will be this week in, the, in a game between Green Bay and Tampa Bay because if people bought those tickets, regardless of what happens in this game, unless one team blows out the other, this is a game where people really hold on to their tickets, don't you think, Luke? Or do some people sell depending on, let's say Green Bay's up 24 to 14 at the half. Do Tampa Bay people start selling their tickets, especially of the performance of uh, of them against the Bears last week? Yeah, no, we we definitely saw some sales on the Bucks after the the Bears beat them on that Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I think you know it's just going to take some time for Brady to adjust to that offense, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately, he may run out of time. You know, by the time the playoffs come. So, uh, yeah, no, we we definitely saw. People sell their bucks tickets after the Bears beat them last uh, last Thursday night. Somebody made what four or five times as money on a on a Raiders ticket, and that's why uh, you should be following along during the games, right? As they got out to that lead and won that game, uh, that was a hot ticket. Yeah, no, the Raiders were uh, before going into last week. They had eighty to one odds, so a guy bet a hundred bucks and he sold it for like three fifty nice. uh, during that uh, during the the Chiefs loss uh, to to Vegas. Anytime you can do that, it's perfect. Uh, how about uh, putting the finishing touches on the NBA Finals? Uh, the Lakers win. Um, there was action, as we talked about in the bubble from the get-go once everything resumed. How did that finish uh, this week, Luke? Yeah. You know, every single season, there's some underdog story that our website was just built for. And the Miami Heat just fit that bill perfectly. Yep. Um, you know, this guy bet 200 bucks. On the Miami Heat at 201 odds last June, and he sold it going into the NBA Finals for nine thousand dollars. Man, wow, it's amazing. It's, I mean, it's just like you know, we had this story constantly. The the Niners last year were fifty to one. The Vegas Golden Knights were five hundred to one. The St. Louis Blues last year, like there's just these crazy long shots that just end up going to the finals. So, and the guy that paid nine thousand bucks, he got the best odds in the world. On the Miami Heat, if he walked into a casino to collect the same amount that the ticket did, mm. he would have had to pay ten five or even eleven thousand dollars. So you know, kind of in a weird way, we saved him two grand. Yeah, um, by by getting the best odds on the Heat. Well, and as we let you go, uh, that's a reminder of you know trying to find the right time to to list these types of tickets. Um, you know, Russell Wilson right now is uh, still, I think, your Vegas favorite to be MVP, but there's still such a long way to go. And we've yeah. seen Russell get off to good starts. And then, you know, he's never even gotten an MVP vote. So, I mean, what what should people be doing if you're holding on to one of those Russell Wilson tickets? Yeah, I mean, look, if going into week six, if you can sell an MVP ticket at minus 110 odds, which mm-hmm. is what Russell is at MGM right now, like I'm taking my money and running. Yeah. You know, Aaron Rodgers is obviously having an incredible year. Mahomes, I realize they just lost to Las Vegas, but it's a long season. He could easily do it. Lamar Jackson could repeat if he has a few more good games. 
there's just, and you know, not even talking about the injury risk yeah. that's associated with a, uh, an award like that. If he misses two games, you know, I don't wish injury upon anyone, but if Russell goes down, there's just been so many injuries this season. I think, you know, the, the truncated off season has just led to some, some bodies just not being ready to, to play. So there's a lot of injury risk associated with that. I, I would be a seller of Russell Wilson, certainly at minus money. Um, you know, we're not even at the halfway point in the season. Very competitive marketplace for that, uh, that award. There's no doubt about it. Luke, great stuff. We'll talk to you oh. next weekend, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good weekend. We'll see you, you too. There's Luke Pergandy. Follow PropSwap at PropSwap on Twitter. Make sure I've loved Russell Wilson for a couple of years, but he's right. you got to get out yeah. if you have an opportunity because there's just too many other things uh, and too many other quarterbacks out there. Plus, like he said, the injury bug. And, and that could happen to any of them. That could happen to Mahomes. That could happen to anything, sure. anybody right now. Yeah, you know, and speaking of a couple of injuries, you know, Baker Mayfield uh, had that chest injury. They signed, they activated a guy or elevated a guy from their practice squad. It's got people wondering about the Browns game against the Steelers. First time since 1979, Mike, that the Steelers are 4-0. That stat surprised me a little. Uh, and it's the first time in a while that you've got kind of a, a close point spread this late in the season between these two teams because it's been so lopsided. Ben has dominated this rivalry, obviously. He's 23-2-1 all-time against the Browns. He's 15-10-1 against the number. He's only been a dog twice in his career. But the Steelers are laying about three and a half. This line could really change. Uh, keep an eye on it over the course of the weekend, though, because you've got questions about Baker now. And Odell Beckham Jr., who's mysteriously been away from practice this week with an illness that is not COVID-19. But this uh, this game takes on a much different feel if Baker and Odell Beckham Jr. can't play. Uh, if they can, I kind of think there's some value over a field goal on the Browns, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. This is a stay-away game for me. Pittsburgh minus 3.5. Cleveland getting 3.5. This is one of those games that you can, you can watch it because of the rivalry, although it's been a one-sided rivalry. Yeah. You're right, Carmen. I was surprised uh, that that... Pittsburgh was 4-0 for the first time since 1979. Isn't that I mean, surprising, God. right? Oh, yeah. Bradshaw yeah. was thin. I mean, seriously. <laughs> that, that's why, you know what I mean? And he did have the hair that it, he was combing over. Right, You yeah. know what I mean? A little so, more hair to comb over. Right? Oh, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah. a comb over and everything else. So it's a great rivalry. I, it's one of the rivalries I do enjoy. I love the brown uniforms. I, I love the, just the atmosphere. Uh, they do have people in the They will people in the stands in Pittsburgh. So it's a stay-away game for me, but it's one of those games I could watch. Uh, I sort of would lean Cleveland with the three and a half if I was going to do something, but I'm not. My suspicion is Mike and I will both be staying away from this game. I'm going to bring it up anyway because it's just there's I'm some... trying to bet as few games as I, I can know, the right? way I might go. Is it okay? <laughs> I don't feel, you know, you're trying, I'm trying, I'm on a diet of like the less losses, the better. Not the more wins, the better. That's how things are turning around. Let's get going. You here. dig out of it slowly but surely. That's, That's all. it. You can't, you can't be going, I'm going to pick 15 games. No, because then you'll be down 30 games. When the lines came out, I, uh, I, I noticed something interesting. I had our buddy Jacob Nitzberg in research uh, look this up for me. So uh, in the Super Bowl era, so you're going back, you know, 50-plus years, you're talking about, right. I, I don't know, 12,000 games or whatever you're talking about in that yeah. span. This will only be the 30th time on Sunday, just the 30th time in the Super Bowl era, Mike, that a team that is winless through at least five weeks is a favorite. The Giants are 0-5, oh, and God. they're a favorite against the Washington oh, football team. It's just the 30th time since the Super Bowl that it's happened. It's crazy. This is a vomit bucket Oh, ball. my God. Is it ever? That's what it is. You know, the yellow pail? 
You know what I mean? That you keep by the bed when you don't feel good, you know, and you just got, this is what this is. It's unbelievable. And the same thing, I mean, the Jets, 0-5. First of all. Terrible. I mean, I heard only I would get because the system goes for the meek that will cover. Well, these guys can't even cover. They're 0-5 against the spread. Oh. That's hard to do. I mean, it is hard to do. You're right. That's hard to do. Just like it's hard to be 0-5 in this league oh. against the spread unless you're absolutely dreadful. And boy, oh boy, the Jets are absolutely dreadful. You just folks. hit it on the head, my man. That is something to be 0-5, especially when you're getting big numbers. Big numbers. You're a dog. And you're getting big numbers. It's embarrassing. They're getting nine and a half, right? Or- yeah, nine and a half, ten. Yeah, and and I like that. Again, here's a big number I don't normally like laying. You know, maybe the Dolphins are riding a little high, and they've got. I, I don't think you ever have a letdown in you though when you play a division opponent. I don't care how bad the opponent is. I think the Dolphins roll them up. To be honest, I mean, maybe they're playing for Adam Gase's job, but you could have said that the last two weeks, and their efforts have been terrible. Nah, they bet they're horrible. I'm terrible. Like, you know what? Thank God the system. Because if the system I have. That I've been so successful for four years that right now, with my best bets, I'm four and thirteen. Mm. I mean, people, my mother calls me mush. My <laughs> own mom. You know, you're not doing well, are you? I don't want to hear that. Uh. I, the last time I heard that, I was getting my report card and I was handed it to her and asking her to sign it. It's not good. <laughs> you know, I don't need it. I, I'm over there having a sandwich. I got to hear it. I mean, I, I go out to eat. I'm in a beard. I'm under disguise. But I'm going to tell you something right now. If they gave me the Jets, I might have had if I I might have had for the first time to doubt my system. Mm. That's how bad they are. Luckily, it didn't. All right, Mike and I are going to start talking about some of the big college games this weekend. Oh, yeah. Alabama, Georgia on deck. We'll discuss that. Still, some more NFL games we can talk about. Not to mention our best plays in a little bit. Don't go anywhere. We're rolling along. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Back inside the Odds Couple, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. We're brought to you by PropSwap each and every week on ESPN 1000. Encore replay tomorrow morning, 8 until 9. And when we're done, make sure you uh, hit up the podcast. If you missed anything or you want to re-listen to uh, some of the games we've discussed, just download the ESPN Chicago app. You will find all the great podcasts, all the great shows, all the original podcasts right there on the app. Couldn't be any easier. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. That's North to North with the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. The college game of the weekend certainly appears to be, at least on paper, Mike, Georgia versus Alabama. This line was a lot bigger earlier in the week because uh, Nick Saban still would have been on the sideline. And I don't know too many coaches that are going to be able to move a line the way Nick Saban can move a line. But it's down to about four, four and a half. You're talking about maybe a two and a half or three point swing. Not on the quarterback, not on the star quarterback, Mike, not on the you know star defensive end being out on the coach not being on the sideline. That's how much Nick Saban potentially means uh, in the eyes of the gamblers, in the eyes of Vegas, to the Alabama Crimson Yeah, Tide. he's one of the guys that can move the line, which sort of surprised me a little bit because, I, I look, he's a great recruiter. He's had some great coaching moments. He's got titles up the you-know-what. But he's had some down moments, too, in certain games. But Georgia, to me, has always been what – they want to be Alabama. Yeah. They want to be Alabama. Sure. They they started out, what, getting six and a half. Now it's down to four. 
I'd stay away from this game. It's another game that you can watch if you want. I'm not going to even probably watch it. But Alabama just went through, a, I mean, a tough game last week, too. I mean, Real, I, think oh, it, I mean, Ole Miss put up a lot of points absolutely. and a lot of yards. Yeah. Absolutely. So is Alabama maybe the same Alabama? Is six and a half the opening line? Isn't that a little low than, than you think? Then you think they're playing Georgia. Best defense in the country. Yeah, best defense in the country. So it's going to be a great game. I'm not playing it. I don't think I will either, Mike. No. Um, you know, if anything, and there's I a thousand I, games. I thought, there's two. There's so many. You're right, yeah. and I think this one's a little tricky. The Saban uh, thing does make it tricky, and he's a perfect twenty-one and zero against his former assistants. That's amazing. And of I've course, never seen Saban sweat. See oh certain coaches. God. I had TCU last week. Now I yeah. keep keep hearing about this Gary Patterson guy. Yeah, yes. By the time the game was over against Kansas State, he was a nervous wreck. He was a, a just a sweaty mess. You know, the great coaches, Urban Meyer. Did you ever see him sweat? No, never. I mean, I've never seen Saban sweat. You know, Urban Meyer gets down like in that crouch everywhere. You know, he's got his hands on his knees and he kind of gets in that crouch. That's like, that's the most nervous you ever see Urban Meyer. That's how I was when the Jets gave up another touchdown last week. You were sweating. I'm in the middle of my front room like I'm a coach. There was a time with a defense like Georgia's, though, yes. that you'd run to the window getting that many points. And I asked Todd Furman about that when he was on with me and Yerk earlier mm-hmm. today, and he said, there's no doubt 10 years ago, Sharps would have looked at that, and the line probably wouldn't even have been that because of Georgia's defense, but he said there's no doubt that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Sharps would have went, and professionals would have went running to the window to back the better defense. But he said so much has changed, yep. even at the college level, as the game has changed. And I just don't think Georgia, and you know, and they, they play such a different style than Ole Miss. They're not going to play as up-tempo. I, I just don't know that they have the offensive firepower to, as good as their defense is, to keep a, you know, to stay with Alabama. So I'm going to sit and just enjoy it. I'm with you. If you're forcing me to pick a side, I'd lay the points with Bama, but it's not one I'll play this week. I mean, there's other games on the board that you could take. You could take Auburn, South Carolina. You could take, uh, you know, uh, Arkansas, Mississippi. If you're in Arkansas, Woof. yeah, we were making fun of them. I be- believe me, they they are high in my esteem. They're one of my wins. Believe me, there Arkansas. You go. Yeah. yeah, remember we were saying Dan Hampton ain't walking through that door. Yeah, remember we talked about the Arkansas guys not walking through that door. Well, guess what? They've had what are they? They've had three straight covers. They've, I think they have. I think they've covered three in a row. I mean, they're playing scappy football right they're now. They're playing uh, Mississippi, um, and they're getting three. If I'm not mistaken, I like that game. I like Arkansas. Yeah, I mean Arkansas, but I'm not going to. Well. I'm not going to. I, I don't know if it's going to be my main pick, but that's a strong pick for me. Mike, what do you what do you make of uh, Notre Dame? Notre Dame's laying another big number here yep. against Louisville. Seventeen. Louisville's been disappointing. Let's face it. After last year and. After the opening win, uh, the Irish have been favorites this year of 21, 21 and a half, and 23 and a half already. They're one and two against the number. They've been asked to cover some big numbers. And yeah. here's another one that's uh, over two touchdowns. Um, you know, we talked about it last week. Mike and I both said, you know, if you, if you really wanted to play the game, you know, Notre Dame, I think, was clearly the class, and you probably lay those points. But I think the three weeks off did show a, a little rust, maybe. Uh, in Notre Dame, like I think it took them into the second half before they really put uh, the the pedal to the metal, so to speak, and they ran away from Florida State. Will they be a little bit better here against Louisville this weekend to start coming out of the game? I like I like Notre Dame. If I had to pick, I pick I'd lean Notre Dame uh, minus the points in this game. Louisville is just an erratic team. They got great athletes. Uh, they, they do have great a, athletes. You're right. Yeah, they get to a certain point and then. 
boom. I mean, there's a reason they're getting that many points, folks. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be in the game, but I'm not willing to give somebody 17 points because one fluke touchdown, you can backdoor you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should be a good college weekend again. We got some good ones. Also some postponements, unfortunately. Yeah. People were looking forward to uh, the Florida game. You got to wait on uh, You got to wait on that. Tennessee's winning streak is finally over. Tennessee, going back to last year, had won eight in a row, and it looked like Jeremy Pruitt is kind of finally fixing some things there. They got beat pretty good by an outstanding Georgia team. They'll look to bounce back laying six and a half against Kentucky yeah. uh, this weekend. So you got some good games in the SEC to watch this yeah, weekend. Yeah, you know me about the 11 o'clock games. I know. Stay away from those 11 I mean, o'clock I games. I mean, last year, folks, when I was hitting 60%, and, and I mean, seriously, when me and Carmen were on fire, if you attribute, I'd say a quarter of my losses were 11 o'clock college games. I and I told Carmen yes. before we even started the season, Let's watch out for the 11 o'clock games. And what does Mike do? He takes 11 o'clock games. And then he's Jake LaMotta in the JSL, <laughs> bashing his head against the bricks, going, stupid, stupid, stupid. I love that. That's a great scene, by the way, and a good, oh and my a good God. analogy. Do you think he really hit his head against the wall? Uh, probably. He's De Niro. You know how he is. Yeah, he's the method know. actor. He probably, method actor. Crack your head open. You know, exactly. He's breaking yep. his hands and busting his head open stupid, on the wall in the jail stupid, cell. Stupid, stupid, stupid. I don't know why those 11 o'clock games are so tif- difficult sometimes. They're you know? What is it? Because you know, my philosophy is my philosophy is that they want you to win the eleven o'clock games. Some lines are inflated. Mm, That's interesting. And then you got money for guess what? The rest of the twelve o'clock, two thirty, uh four, six thirty. The next thing you know, you're up. And I you know how many guys I've talked to over the years? I talked to my buddy Joey, concrete head. I go, concrete, what are you up? Uh, right now it's one o'clock. I'm up about three hundred dollars. I talked to him at ten at night. I'm down eight fifty. You know, I mean, chasing Hawaii late at night. I know how that. Oh, chasing Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii. They should give me a free trip. I've done a lot of exploration. How many times have we been in that situation? Oh, it's great. At BYU, even. Yes, BYU. You know, trying to keep your eyes open. Absolutely. BYU. One eye open, one eye closed. Blurred. They're in action tonight uh, against Houston. Uh, how about uh, Miami, too? You know, Miami, look, we, we another game Mike and I talked about. We said, uh, if you're going to play the Clemson game, lay the points with Clemson. Clemson covered. I mean, they ran away from him, and they flexed their muscle and show, I think, everybody why they're the class of that conference. I still believe in Miami a little bit, though, Mike. I mean, I do think they're on the right track. I think Derek <laughs> King's very good. They've got explosive playmakers. Right. I think they bounce back, and they cover. It's, it's a big number here, but I think they you. win by two touchdowns against Pittsburgh this week. What time's that game? Uh, that's an 11 o'clock game. Uh, that's so my problem. Maybe I should shut my mouth. No, no, I'm just saying you're right. I love Miami. Pitt last, I mean, Pitt's, you know what, they've hit, they've hit the wall. They have a little bit. They've a little bit hit the wall. I mean, they come out charging every year, and then the next thing you know, they're limping off the field. Uh, I sort of like would lean Miami in that game, seriously, but I would stay away from it because, you know what, can't you get a game that's getting three, right. that, you're, that you're giving two? Giving 13 and a half, man, it, you never know. I mean, listen, I gave Kansas State points last week. You know what I'm saying, folks? I know. And I paid the price for it. And I gave people the option, including myself, of playing the money line, which was like cutting my throat even worse because yeah. they they lost the game outright. Lost outright. Yes. And I want to remind everybody, I play my pick. So when somebody goes, I lost this game, Mike, so did I, folks. <laughs> so did I. Mike's not happy, believe me. All no. Right? He's not just saying it. I'm That's firing, baby. We're firing again this week. All right, our guy Jim Miller coming up Jimmy! next. He's got some ponies. Mike and I will give you our best plays before we're out of here. We're taking you to baseball. 
the uh, Braves can go back to the World Series for the wow. first time in 20 years with a win tonight against the Dodgers. The Dodgers will turn their season over to Dustin May. And then next year option. we can hear how the Dodgers are favorites again. I, absolutely, you're right. Like that, I've been hearing for 30 years. That's going to be the case. They will oh, yeah. be the favorite again next every year. year they're fav- every year they are favorites. I mean, seriously, folks, how, when's it going to end? And their season is on the brink tonight. And you're going to hear that game when we're done right here on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on The Odds Couple, Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you, uh, getting you set for the weekend. We've talked so much NFL, college football. We got uh, game five of the NLCS coming up here at the top of the hour when we're done just after 8 o'clock as the Dodgers will try to save their season down three games to one. But it is that time in the show, Mike, that we bring in the galloping gent. He's one of the best in the business. Our guy from Hawthorne, Jim Miller. Jimmy! Yeah, Jimmy, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? Crazy to think we're three weeks away from Breeders' Cup. So things have been rolling. We just got done with the Triple Crown. And now you kind of have the World Series of horse racing coming up just around the corner. Right around the corner. Less than a month before the Breeders' Cup. That's going to be fun. We've got the fall meet underway on the dirt at Hawthorne. We've had beautiful weather for it so far these last couple of weekends. Hopefully that continues. I know it'll be a little bit cool tonight, but you always say, Jimmy, the horses like that. And tomorrow might be a breezy day, but still looks to be pretty comfortable tomorrow to get out to the track. Yeah, and really the key right now for us in the fall is just dry. Don't snow, don't rain, so we can stay on the turf course because the fields are feeling great. When you have big fields, it provides a lot of value. That's what we're providing with the racing fan right now is a lot of value. Horses paying double-digit odds. And that's kind of what you want to see. One horse can really turn around your day. We've done it so far this meeting. Hopefully it kind of carries on. Can I state a case for the movie Secretariat? Even though though Seabiscuit is a great movie, movie. and I love it, and my wife loves it. I love it. Secretariat with with Diane Lane as Penny is a great movie. Do you like that movie, Jimmy? I like the movie. Here's the two things I love about the movie. First, they used some of the actual race footage of Secretariat, which right. I thought was awesome. Second, you're looking at Diane Lane in one part playing the part of Penny Chenery. And what you don't notice is in the background is it, Penny Chenery. Right. And that's really? one of the cool oh, things yeah. about it, too, is she makes a cameo in the movie. And I really think that's so awesome. Was yeah. the, what I've heard that and this is off. This often happens. You know, the, the, the artists, the writers, they take some liberties. The the guy and I, my horse history is not as good as yours. Sorry, Jimmy. But the the guy who was the trainer for Sham, like, was he that uh, acerbic and salty and confrontational? I heard some of that was exaggerated yeah. for the movie. It's exaggerated a little bit for the movie, but yes, definitely salty. Only for the fact that any other year, Sham is a horse that's winning multiple triple crown races. You Got just it. happened to catch the wrong year. Okay. But yes, he was a little salty from everything I've heard as well. But you can't be that salty when you're watching the awesomeness of Secretariat. But you also don't send Sham after Secretariat through a fast opening quarter in the Belmont only to get blown away either. Unbelievable. And I do love that movie Seabiscuit too, Mike. That oh, is a yeah. great one. Oh, my God. At the end of it, it just it, it, it tugs at the heartstrings. I love it. All right, Jimmy, what do we like this weekend? Uh, what are we betting on? You know, we're going out of town for all three races this weekend. And weather could be a factor for one of them. But we're going to start out at Keeneland on Saturday, race nine, $200,000 grade two Raven run. Bet the six horse Reagan's edge across the board, eight to one in the morning line. This is stalker who's in the best form of its career right now. Should get a perfect trip. And even if the horse finishes second, you're going to get a good return. Then go to Belmont Park. This is where weather could be a threat because it's pouring rain there today. 
Race number nine, the Floral Park. This is six furlongs on the turf. If it stays on the grass, the six Mitchell Road isn't going to be beaten. But this is a horse that even on dirt should have a great shot. Should be able to show some speed. Bet that horse to win in place, the six Mitchell Road. Then go to Santa Anita, race nine, the Autumn Miss. Bet the five Warren Showtime just to win. Maybe if you want to hook this horse up in your gimmicks, this is the best horse in the race. And sometimes you look for that upset. Sometimes you just got to stick with the best horse, and Warren Showtime is the best horse in race nine at Santa Anita. All right, let's recap this. Keeneland first, the ninth race, the sixth horse across the board. Belmont, the ninth race again, the sixth horse again, win in place. And then Santa Anita, the ninth race, the five horse. Sound right? That's right, boys. Let's make some money. Let's do it. Thanks, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, boys. Our guy, Jim Miller, uh, at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. And get out the Hawthorne Race Course. They uh, are allowing some fans there. Of course, you can go to the OTBs or you can just download the Club Hawthorne app and watch and wager. And that's what I do. And it is very, very simple and easy. Before we give you our best bets, Mike and I have a few more games to discuss. Week right. six in the NFL. Um, one game that we didn't talk about could be a good one with some big divisional implications out west. And that's the Rams and the 49ers. You know, the Niners have two wins this year. They're against uh, two winless teams, Mike. They're against the Jets and the Giants, who are combined 0 for 10. They're a minus 35 in scoring differential and a minus 65 in yardage differential against everybody else. And Jimmy Garoppolo looked awful in the first half coming back from the ankle injury. Do you think the Niners have it in them to bounce back at home where they're a dog, an intradivision home dog, against the Rams this weekend? Well, they're a dog, but they're not a big dog. They're only a field goal dog. So, yeah, I think they can, but, uh, you know... Garoppolo seems like he's still hurt. They were trying to say he was thrown off his front foot or what have you. But I know this. He's not happy with his performance. He's got to play better. Yeah. I mean, they're depending on – I mean, really, I mean, we talk about this quarterback being as important to his team than any other quarterback. That's all BS. Everybody's quarterback's important, as we found out here with the Bears. I mean, uh, it's and, and if Garoppolo doesn't have his game or if he's dinged up a little bit – they're going to lose. I don't care because, you know what, he keeps the defense off the field, and that's a good defense, but they get tired like everybody else. Yeah, they do, and they're binged-up defense. I'm going to sure give everybody a couple of trends just to think about. Cause Love trends. For a while, this game was maybe going to be one that I made a best bet, and uh, most people might know because I've mentioned it a lot over the years. I normally do love looking at intra-division uh, home sure. dogs. I don't like the Niners in this spot as much, though. I know Todd Furman does, so take it for what it's worth, but here's what scares me. Todd's been, Todd, the, uh, last week was one, the previous couple weeks, he's been, you know, a, a little cold, too. I'm yeah, everybody, like you said, it's been a weird been year. Cold. You've had a you lot know? of double-digit comebacks in and the NFL. And I respect Todd. That's why yeah. I follow Todd. So, you know, we've all been a little bit cold. Not as Some have been cold, but not as cold as me. But I'm just saying, it's not been one of those banner years. It's so been far. hard. While I normally like the intradivision home dogs, my lean here is on the Rams. And I'm just going to give everybody a couple of stats as to why. Uh, first of all, I think the injuries are significant for the 49ers. That's first and foremost. But... The 49ers uh, at home under Kyle Shanahan, for all they've achieved under Shanahan, at home, the 49ers are 9-17-1 against the number. That's mm-hmm. abysmal. And Sean McVay has been terrific in his head coaching career against the division. When he faces the NFC West, he's 13-5 and five straight up, yeah, and he's 9-5-1 and one against the spread. You. No, they really don't. Well, I, I, they, I mean, when you win the NFC, you're supposed to be feared, why aren't you? I mean, they, they got too many injuries right now to be right. Fair, I think Mike, they just but it's do. not like the old days that they, here come the Giants, here come the Bears. They, you, you know, you know the Forty ers There are people breaking down the door to want to play them right now. Yeah, well, when you can catch a team that's all beat up, you're that's right, right. All right, let's roll into our best plays. What do we like for this weekend, Mike? 
Okay, I'm going to take uh, a few games here, okay, because i got to climb back in. And you know, who knows, I could lose them all, and then that will be a story in Sports Illustrated, ladies and gentlemen, believe <laughs> me. I'm taking Atlanta uh, plus the four against the Minnesota Vikings to start things off, Carm. And also the over in the Giant game. Mm. you got a team averaging 17 points a game, another one averaging 16, and it's 43. All right, Mike and I right out of the gate are on opposite sides of a bet because I actually going to back the Vikings again for the uh, fourth straight week, I think. One of us is going to play the Vikings for the first time as a favorite. I'm going to lay the four with the Vikings. Uh, I I just think they're the the better team clearly here. They've lost to the Packers, Titans, and Seahawks, and those three teams are a combined 13-0, and they're 31-15-1 and and against the spread at home under Mike Zimmer. Uh, The Falcons are banged up and just not that good to me, so I'll back the Vikings. So Mike and I are on opposite ends. One of us is going to be a winner. The system is on an opposite. Yeah, I, would, right. I want to ride with you, but I can't. That's I just, right. I got to take it. So, yeah, Atlanta. What else do you like, Giants. I like, uh, I gave it on Yurko, uh, yeah. minus 12, uh, uh, Virginia Tech against uh, Boston College. And I also like a 230 game. Now, the 230 games have been strong for me. I like Arkansas. I like Arkansas I mean, really? to cover again against Mississippi. Yeah, the way they I mean, played. And Mississippi, I look, they played Alabama tough. Here's the problem. They lost. And that takes something out of you. And they I mean, what they score over 100 points in that game? Yeah. I'm going to take Arkansas. Well, I got to take Arkansas. That's what the system told me to take. All right, so pretty good. Four games and I'll still show up no matter what. Happens. I know you will. Me too. I'm ready to go. Now you, I, well, you got to get above 500 this week. I You're know. I'm trying. And, and now you got one game right now. I got right? one more. I'm going to give you a college game too. I was on the wrong side of North Carolina last week. I was back in Vatech. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, was North Carolina impressive. So I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. They're actually uh, rolling on the road as a pretty big favorite here, but I'm going to play them anyway. Minus uh, the 13 against Florida State. Uh, they are fifth in the country, the Tar Heels. Mac Brown has done a tremendous job getting them back in the right direction. This is their highest ranking since 1997. And this is a team, Mike, with nearly 600 yards of rushing offense the last two weeks. And wouldn't you know it, Florida State has one of the worst rushing defenses in all of college football. So it's uh, a strength of North Carolina's, a weakness of Florida State's, and the Heels are 6-1 and one against the number in their last seven as a road favorite. So, nice. Big number, but I think Carolina, North Carolina wins by 17. And let me just say this, folks. The way I'm going right now, I won't feel bad if you fade me. I might even make the announcement. I used to say, hey, take me, take me, take me. This is for News Matter only. Back to you, Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Tyler Aki for helping out for Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Tyler. And, and Tyler helping out for Randy today. And we, we want to send yeah, our Randy. thoughts and prayers to Randy and his family. Love Randy lost his dad earlier this week. Yeah, uh, his dad, I think, was Scott. about 92, 93, lived a long, healthy, great life. So, he looked uh, like a dad. I saw him the picture on Twitter and stuff. Great guy. Great family. Absolutely. And Randy will be back with us next week. But, Tyler, thank Fish you so bud. much. Uh, Sean Davis, thank you. Thank thanks you, for listening. The podcast will be up. Uh, don't forget the Encore Replay tomorrow. Uh, thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. Baseball's coming up Jim next in. as the Braves try to advance into the World Series. Everybody have a great weekend. For Mike, I'm Carmen. We'll talk to you next week. This odds couple on ESPN 1000.